number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Thank you for taking a listen to us. We certainly uh, appreciate your presence. Glad to have you today for all of you. For all of you. By the way, Marcus Smart coming up in the game tonight. He is questionable, as they stay, say, to play a game two. Uh, he had the quad injury. We all know that. But he left the game at one point dragging his arm on the floor damn near as if something was ripped out of its socket like a bad Ken doll who ended up getting jumped walking into the Barbie dream house. And, uh, but he came running back out. I'm fine. I've glued it back together. Gorilla glue is an amazing, an amazing tactic. He stuck his arm back on only to get kneed in the thigh, and now he's got a quad contusion, so we'll find out if he's actually able to go tonight. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do so. Time now to talk a little Packers football. Our buddy Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is standing by. Eric, how you been, pal? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Thanks for having me on today. I am. Uh, we're doing good. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we wanted one of the big six uh, wide receivers that the that were out there in the draft, and the Packers didn't get one of those, but they got Christian Watson. And uh, I still think that there's something else that's going to happen before it's all said and done, whether it's somebody that gets cut after June 1st or there's a trade to be had. Uh, but give me your thoughts on where the Packers are after the draft. Oh, good question. I think they significantly made some help on defense in the first round. Um, I mean, you look at, at the, the Walker kid from Georgia. Well, they're both from Georgia, but I mean, the Walker, the Walker kid, I think he is going to end up playing, you know, he's going to go after the quarterback more than what people think. I think, you know, the layman terms are, or thoughts are that he's going to be, you know, an inside linebacker and, and very well will probably will line up there a lot, but at uh, six four and a four five, he's going to be blitzing uh, either off the edge or he's going to come from, from the middle. So I think that type of uh, um, uh, expectation for that guy is, is, is re- relatively high. And I think a lot of Packer fans got to understand when you got a four or five guy at that size that uh, yeah, for sure, the, I'm sure, that they're thinking he's gonna he's gonna go after the quarterback a little more than what probably fans think, and then you got the the, the Wyatt kid. I mean that guy, he's a, he's a big guy with some twitch. I mean, I mean it's unbelievable how quick his hands are and his ability to turn his hips and and get down and get get between a gap. So I I think that looks um, like it's a it's a you know to help. And I and I think one of the few things that people I'm not so sure they understand, but there are some positions that you can come in as a rookie and make an impact, and defensive line is one of them, uh, uh, especially the, for someone that comes from a, a big school like that. So I, I like those two picks. And, you know, the Christian Watson, heck, at the, at the senior bowl, you kind of tore it up. So you know, I, I think that's a, a pretty good move there. The uh, the uh, the offense, you know, I, I read the the the, uh, the the paper where it said that you know, yeah, the Super Bowl that was one number one scoring defenses and such, and I well, I agree with all of that. I believe defense gets you there. I believe you have to go hand in hand with a defense to get yourself a Super Bowl. I just I just do. I look what LA's defense did to that terrible offensive line of Cincinnati. Just beat the hell out of Joe Burrow in the second half and won that ball game. So I agree with a good defense. But in the games that the Packers have won Super Bowls, you've needed a great defense, yes, but they had a great offense. They had great wideouts. They had weapons offensively. This team's not completely bereft of that, 
but they don't have that legitimate one-two punch on the outside like many of the teams. Like you had three legit wide receivers on Cincinnati, three legit wide receivers uh, on L.A., and had OBJ not gone down with an injury, he might have ended up being the uh, the MVP the way he was moving the sticks and finding the seams. So I, I still feel that you have to have a really good offense. You have to have a top five, top ten scoring offense to get yourself deep into the postseason. So now what? That That's my question. Now what? Well, I, I'd say this now. What is none of one? There's one player that none of those teams have, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And mm-hmm. and I look at when they the knock on that my personal knock on Aaron Rodgers is, and this is this is me, not anyone. Else. I mean, people are going to have a lot of opinions, but my knock on him has been that in tough situations, he always goes to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at the last couple seasons, how it ended, and quite frankly, um, I think we don't know if the Packers are going to have those three top receivers out there. We we don't know. We don't know how good Sammy uh, Watkins is going to be out there, or the the Watson kid. Uh, we know uh, Lazard is going to be a, a pretty good possession receiver, and he's going to run decent routes, and he's going to block the heck out of guys. Um, but I think, uh, you know, just Sammy Watson at this and the, and the Watson kid can run. I mean, they can run play action. They can run the ball, play action pass. And the first time one of those safeties takes a false step, it's going to be six. Uh, because I believe that, that, you know, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers likes to throw the ball, throw that ball. He likes to throw the deep posts or the deep outs or the, the you know, the, the nines or fly patterns, whatever you want to call them, but you know, the go routes, he really likes to throw those and he's very accurate with them. And I think that, uh, um, having Watson and having the Christian and, uh, 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 Sammy Watkins, I think is really going to open that end of the, of the offense up. Um, and quite frankly, it's going to come down to, and they drafted linemen. So they're looking to, to be, they want to run the football. And I think, I think I, I am not in the camp that they're going to be bad offensively. Um, I'm more in the camp that I think they're going to be pretty good offensively, and I think they're going to be really good on defense. I I think they're going to be pretty good offensively. I don't. I, my question is: is are they a Super Bowl caliber de- offense right now? Well, you still have to do a couple of things. If you're you're the other team, the, the best defense, the best defensive player on the Packers is Aaron Rodgers, and. If he, it, because if you're the opposing team, you got to keep up with that offense. And you look at what they did against San Francisco. You know they didn't look so hot, and I, you know, some of that you got to blame on, uh, put the blame on twelve, and he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't do the things they needed to do. You look, especially that last, that fourth down pass. He had two guys that he could have hit probably for, for sure for first downs, and he went to the guy that was double teamed, uh, Devontae Adams. You know, so so. The decision making there might be easier, and the, and the other argument that I throw out there all the time is the last two seasons, um, they they played seven games without Devontae Adams, and they're seven and zero in those games, and against some pretty decent teams. So, I'm not, you know, I I think if they throw the ball around and then they and they run the ball, and more importantly, they spread the ball around on offense. Um, and run the offense. I think they're they're going to be a really good offensive football team. Um, you still, I mean, because because at any point in the game, Rodgers can pop one off for for six. And um, I think that's you know when you're playing on the opposing team's defense, that's tough. Because what are you gonna, you know you really have to focus on taking away the strength. 
And when you have a team that has a whole bunch of guys that just run good routes and you run the football, now I'm going to focus on, on taking away the running game. Well, I think that that leads to a really bad decision because now you got Aaron Rodgers who will pick you apart if you allow him to. So I still yeah. think the best uh, defensive player on the Packers is, is Aaron Rodgers. And um, I will continue to believe that until he, he, he uh, uh, disproves it. Do you think they make another move? Do you think they find uh, a vet, another veteran out there, whether it be a be via trade or they bring in? See, Jarvis Landry to me, I just don't think they can afford. He wants twenty million, and I I think he's going to wait until somebody goes down to then sign a contract and and ride the white horse coming in on the big mounted back of green money. Uh, I don't think uh, you know we we all know. Look, Julio Jones, he's just he was cut. They just didn't want him. He wasn't that good, and I don't think he's really going to add anything. And OBJ is not going to be ready until mid-season and that's his second ACL so I think the only guy that would be out there that you could sign would be Landry but I don't put off maybe another deal in the making do you no not at all I think well the first thing that's got to happen is they got to get Jair Alexander's contract figured out so they can get some cap relief going into this season because right now it's it's awful tight there um they really can't make a move until that situation takes care of itself um so I think that'll happen. I think if there's going to be a move, it'll be it'll be late in the year. But it, I guess for me, um, if they haven't make any any major moves, um, I guess that tells me that you know something that maybe I don't know that maybe they feel pretty good about what they about some of the folks they have there. I mean, um, you know, the Winfrey kid wasn't. I mean, he had a little bit of uh, fumbleitis there, and, and it, it can work on his hands a little bit, but. I think there was something there. I think he's a big, big guy and he, he's rangy. And um, I like some of the routes. I mean, he was a rookie, so he ran some lazy rookie routes that you that you normally see from a rookie. Um, but I think they might have something there in that kid. And I, I you know, I, I don't think the, the receiver part to me is the least of a concern to me, but the tight end is the number one concern. So if it, if I think something is going to happen, it would be it for a tight end somehow, some way, because um, I'm not sold uh, Deguara, and you have uh, um, Mercedes Lewis that isn't going to he doesn't give you much in the passing game, and Tanyan is back and win in October maybe. So yeah. I think there's that would be the position that would concern me if I went or or. Lazard continues to do what he did a little bit at the end of last season, play tighter to the line of scrimmage and kind of takes that pass catching tight end role, um, catching stuff across the middle and up the seam. So that, that might be where that football team ends up, but would I like to see something? Yeah, I think they need to, something needs to happen. I'm not so sure it's the wide receiver spot. I think maybe tight end might be the, the more prominent position. Interesting. I mean, I, I kept thinking, you know, that Tanya will be back probably October, uh, is that a fair assessment that when, when you would assume you're going to see him? Because you're not going to see him in training camp. No, you, you won't. And I, and the, the Packers, you know, as we saw in the past, traditionally they're very, very uh, cautious with, with ACLs, and they don't mm-hmm. bring them out there too soon. And I don't suspect that would be the case now. It sounds like it was a pretty clean injury. Elton Jenkins is another one that you're going to probably not see till October. But I, I think they need to have another tight end there that can, um, um, that can that can catch the football. Uh, the hard part is, is they want to run the football too. So you gotta 
try to find that tight end that's going to, you know, mix it up a little bit and stick his nose in there and still go out and catch a pass. Those guys aren't, there's not a lot of those guys out there. Um, so I, I don't, I still think that's the spot where they're going to make a move. I just feel like that's the, that's the, that's the hole right now. Cause I think that receiver, they can be okay. And they're going to move. I mean, the way their offenses run at the play action pass and stuff, there's going to be open guys. And that's, just the way it's going to be, but I, I and, and I think you have probably one of the best play-action pass quarterbacks in the league, for sure. And um, I think it's a pretty deadly combination as long as you know the quarterback understands too that he wants some longevity. He doesn't want to be out in week eight, so he's going to get the ball out of there. This, I, I, I'm not overly concerned about it. I, the biggest concern again for me is tight end. Um, you go back to something you said. By the way, we're talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, talking Packers and uh, breaking down the draft. The uh, you, you talked about Elton Jenkins not being back, and we all understand that probably not till October. Uh, David Bakhtiari. It sounded like there was some caution in Brian Gutekunst's voice when he started to talk about David Bakhtiari. He said he was hoping he'd be back, and you know, expect him, and blah blah blah. But there was no emphatic, oh, no, he's doing great. There was none of that. And it's, sometimes it's what's not said that is spooky. It kind of sounds like the same going back to even November and December when they were hoping he was going to be able to come back, and you just didn't hear anything about it. It's kind of the same rhetoric. Are you a little bit nervous that Bakhtiari may not return? I think he will return. I, how, how, how good uh, that knee is going to be, I, I don't know. I mean – the telltale sign is with a with a knee injury, especially with alignment. If it's beyond nine months, it probably was more than an ACL. I mean, they don't give out uh, you know everything that happened, but it would lend your you know the way it worked out. You would let it, it, it the way it shows it's or it worked out through the season is that it looked like it was probably more than the ACL. He probably had some cartilage damage. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I'm just speculating, obviously. How that thing is going to hold up, I, I don't know. And I and I think they needed a they needed to draft offensive linemen anyway. I don't think you know the 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 Ryan pick there in round number three. I don't think that was a telltale sign that Bakhtiari is not back. I think that's just a really good pick. To, to, even if he's, even if you're going to slide him in the guard, you don't have Jenkins, um, and you can probably have a first year starting right tackle. So uh, who he's got a lot of playing time last year, so he's not terrible. Um, but I, I think that was more of a safety pick. I think he's going to be okay. How much you see him in the preseason is probably going to be really limited and it'll be uh, kind of a week to week, but you know, he's on the wrong side of 30. So anytime mm-hmm. you have an injury in there, it's going to get to be uh, get to be an issue. But I, I firmly believe he will be there for, for week one. Um, it's going to be one of those things is how the season, the wear and tear on it is, is going to uh, transpire and how much, practice time he's going to get so you know the thought process you know the hope is is that you know he doesn't have another aggravate the other knee or anything like that while he's overcompensating for that knee and i think those are concerns that uh you got to have and the other concern would be probably uh you know the emotional part of it when your knee is uh having problems like that being emotion ready to play sometimes is, is difficult for a player so um i think that's probably the biggest point if you know for GM is to make sure he's ready emotionally and as well as physically to play. Hey, before I let you go, I got to ask, when we were sitting here talking about all these different aspects uh, of the Packers, I haven't mentioned special teams at all. How much better do you think they got? 
Well, they certainly didn't shy away from drafting linebackers, did they? So it looks, it looks no. to me like they're trying to do something to get down there and do better. Um, the uh, the Carpenter kid from Georgia Tech seems like he could be kind of one of those guys that's going to go down there and smear guys. So that looks good. And then um, they added some speed. So it should be it should be exciting. And, it's, and those new linemen, guess where they're going to be if they're on the 53? Or not only the 53, but if they're not uh, inactive, they're going to be playing special teams too. Um, so... Hopefully, uh, they didn't do anything with long snappers, so we'll see how that uh, shakes out here as uh, tramps, or, uh, uh, camp starts up. Good stuff as always, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again soon, okay? Hey, Bill, thanks for having me on. I hope you guys have a great week. Go Bucks. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you soon. Eric Branchek, Green Bay Press Gazette, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. They are going to give you a chance, a chance to win a hundred grand. I can't think of a better way to kick off your summer, right? Do with a hundred grand? Oh, that's a pool party right there. I don't care who you are. You can rent out a couple pools for that or build your own. With Quick Trip, the two fifty one hundred thousand dollar winner circle, just stop by any Quick Trip with any purchase at any participating of an Oreo cookie, Oreo cakester, king size Reese's, Chex Mix, Chex Mix Muddy Buddies, or Fresh Blends, all that kind of good stuff. They got you covered. You get extra entries. Use that quick rewards card. They're drawing constantly, but they're giving away $100,000 to put you in that winner's circle. Quick trip, the two fifty, dollars $100,000 winner's circle. Your chance to win one hundred grand. Stop by any quick trip for details. Good, good stuff. Quick Trip's always got something going. They're giving away a Chevy Camaro SS. They're giving away hundred grand. All kinds of stuff just for stopping into one of our favorite places to begin with. That's the best part. I go there anyway. And now they're going to give stuff away? I'll take one of those free cheeseburgers, to be perfectly honest with you, but those things are fantastic too. But the hundred grand can buy a lot of cheeseburgers. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hour number three of the Bill Michael Show. We are glad you're with us. Thanks so much. As always, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends, Burn Pit Barbecue, one of the best veteran-owned businesses in the country. And it's based right here in the state of Wisconsin. It is Burn Pit Barbecue. If you are looking for anything in the world of rubs, sauces, hot sauces that they have now, Burn Pit Barbecue, they are veteran-owned. They do a lot to support veterans in the community, and they are one of the best veteran-owned businesses in the country. They've been in existence now almost two years, but based out of Racine, Wisconsin, for everything they offer, go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. Good, good stuff from our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Uh, let's do this. Let's go uh, right to the phones and uh, talk to our guy on the ground, so to speak. Chad Reuter joining us, uh, NFL Draft Analyst. You can find him on Twitter, at Chad underscore Reuter. Chad, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, got a couple naps in the last couple of days, catching up on sleep a little bit. So, uh, you know, it's all good. So after the draft is now kind of the dust is settled, we'll say, give me your thoughts on what the Green Bay Packers did. Well, I thought they got good value at all their picks, which is 
you know, something that you're, you're looking for going in. Um, and I think they got the receiver they needed and a couple others later, which were, um, you know, solid picks as well. So that, that was their main spot. Um, their two first round picks, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, really good players, um, worth, worth the picks that they used on them. And, uh, I think overall, you know, you have to be happy walking out with, uh, with that. And, you know, it's funny, like some of the other talk about some of the other teams in the division, but like when you're picking at the end of the round all the time, it's really hard to come out with like a lot of good players. Um, and, and they've managed to do that in this draft. The need was wide receivers. We know that. Christian Watson, they ended up jumping up to get, but they didn't have to pay as huge a price as they would have had they jumped up to get one of the top six guys early on in this draft. So give me your thoughts on Christian Watson. Yeah, uh, Christian Watson, really good player. I thought they might go with George Pickens. Apparently Pickens did not uh, do very well with teams and interviews because he lasted much longer than he should have given his talent. So um, Watson and Pickens are fairly comparable in terms of um, their agility with the ball in their hands after the catch, uh, downfield threats, uh, things like that. So I think he can do a lot of, he can do a lot of things. Uh, and I think you're right. Uh, a lot of people maybe say, why didn't they trade up for Jalen Burks or, or, um, you know, Jahan Dotson a little bit later, but given what teams were giving up to move up, um, I think they made the smart move. Typically I'm not enthralled with a pick when they, um, give up a mid-round pick to move up, in, a mid-second round pick to move up in the second round. That's a lot of value, but given where the receiver market was, given what teams were willing to do, other receivers that were picked in the top 50, which were picked a little earlier than I expected, um, you know, I think it all went, uh, uh, it was a good plan and, and it worked out for them. I, uh, I like the defensive picks, and we were talking earlier with Eric Branchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette about the need for defense and getting it better and better and better. Are you of the belief that the offense is okay the way it is right now, or do you feel that they still have to go out and find themselves an additional veteran? We learned today DK Metcalf says he is not leaving Seattle. They're going to work out a deal. He's staying there, so that's off the board for a trade. So that leaves some of the guys that are either still out there on the open market or maybe working a deal to some, uh, to some extent. Yeah, I think we'll find that out. Um, more when mini camps and, and Packers really see what they have. Uh, if if they're not happy with what they have, and then of course injuries, right? I mean, injuries always happen, so that might force their hand a little bit. And frankly, if Green Bay was going to trade with Rece- uh, Seattle for a receiver, I'd, I'd be happy if they got Tyler Lockett. Uh, they probably get a lot, you know, would have to give up a lot less for him. But he's an outstanding receiver that's really underrated. So um, you know, depending on how they feel about. Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers coming back and, you know, the price on these veterans will continue to go down for now. Um, but if somebody gets hurt, you know, that price may go up. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. But I think, I think they're okay where they're at right now, but you know, teams are always looking for value and stuff like that after, after mini camp, after the beginning of training camp to see you know what they have in house. So uh, we go back to the uh, the defensive side of the football and the trenches. That's where they went. They went with a lot of guys of uh, of linebacker capability to bolster their special teams. Talk about the offensive line, though. I, I still say not 100% sure on David Bakhtiari. We know Elton Jenkins is not going to be back anytime soon. They picked up Zach Tom. They picked up Shea Ryan. Uh, they uh, brought in, obviously, uh, more than a few guys to back them up when it comes to the uh, college free agents that were out there. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Walker over at the left tackle position. So do you feel 
good with the depth that this team now has offensively to protect Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I I really like the Sean Ryan pick. I thought he was um, a, a solid uh, third round pick all day. He sort of reminded me of Bakhtiari coming out, not exactly the same body type or anything like that, but like a Pac-12 guy that was really underrated. I had a second round grade on Bakhtiari coming out, so I think I think that was a really good pick for them. He could play guard or tackle, and that's really Zach Tom, versatile, another versatile guy, just like they like. I, I liked him quite a bit. Um, and, and Rasheed Walker in the seventh round. I mean, you got to take a chance on a guy like that. Um, I know I like some of the guys they got afterwards too. Cole Schneider is just a tough, tough-minded um, a player who will come after you. I really like him as an undrafted guy. Um, George Moore's got a lot to work with, a lot of tools to work with. So I think overall they they really did a good job bolstering that group. So uh, this is the question that everybody asked me, and I'll ask you: with all the teams that were looking for quarterback play, Jordan Love. He's sitting there. They're not using him. Somebody you would have figured would have offered a decent trade for him. Maybe they did. I don't know. But what in reality was Jordan Love's value? Um, I think, well, again, it was if you're going to get a promise, and I I think some of the quarterbacks that were picked in the third and even Sam Howell in the fifth round are pretty, pretty promising prospects. If you can get a quarterback like that in the second, third, fifth round, um, you know, Jordan Love wasn't going to have much of a trade value. If a bunch of those guys went early and then teams had to look for, for other guys, then then Jordan's value goes up a little bit. So um, right now, his value is not worth much. But as if he does well in preseason and some of the other guys don't look so good, that's when his value goes up. That's where they can unload him um, before the season. And it might not be before this season. It might be next year, depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think his value goes up from where it is right now. The better he plays in the preseason and the more unfortunate things happen to other quarterbacks around the league. That See, that's what I was telling people. and, And I just said, look, he didn't do anything to help his cause and to up his value in preseason last year, nor during the regular season. He, I, I get it. People wanted to make the excuse that, well, he came into the Kansas city situation because of COVID with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He came in kind of unfresh. He wasn't taking starters reps and he wasn't getting the, uh, the looks in practice. Okay. But after that, Rodgers hurt his toe. So he had all the starters reps leading into the second half of that at Detroit game when it was meaningless for the Packers. And he still didn't look good. He didn't do anything last year, in my opinion, to help himself, did he? Uh, no, I don't think he did. But I think that if a team before the draft, when he was drafted in 2020, if a team liked him before that time, they wouldn't care about they wouldn't care about what happened during the regular season last year because they know that it's a you have to invest a lot of time. A guy isn't getting starter reps for two weeks and looking like a genius out on the field. That's mm-hmm. not happening. So if they liked him before, they would still like him now. And, but if teams didn't like him, they, you're right. They didn't, there was nothing to, to make them change their mind about him. I just keep getting the sense that the Packers fell in love with a guy and jumped up to get a guy that not a lot of people were clamoring for at that time. So that, that's just, well, that, that's yeah, all I get out of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it only takes two or three other teams to have interest in them for you to have to trade up for them. So it's not like the league was in love with them, obviously at the 26 pick, but um, right. I still, you know, I'm fine. I'm still fine with that pick the way they did it because, you know, going back to that time period, um, Rogers was not coming off an MVP season by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, they had no backups 
they were terrible at backup position at that there, and they didn't have to give up a whole lot to get him. And I think he showed enough to me to show promise. You know, these quarterbacks, when they're picked, even in the first round, it's a 50-50 proposition at best. But if you see enough talent in a guy, you got to go get that quarterback, in my opinion. And and if Rod, you know, and Rodgers had been hurt two out of the previous five years before that. So they were really thin at quarterback. They weren't getting it done with guys like Deshaun Kaiser and Tim Boyle. So making that investment's fine. And we'll see if he becomes more of a, you know, a, gets more reps at some point and becomes something. But, um, you know, I, I'm still fine with that pick with him. So when, uh, and by the way, we're talking with Chad Reuter, uh, NFL draft analyst. You can find him over on Twitter at Chad underscore Reuter. So when you look at this draft, uh, the rest of the NFC North, how much better do you believe the Vikings got? Let's start there. Well, I think they did very well. Uh, they got a lot of very good value picks. I have a new article um, on NFL.com today about the, my favorite picks. And uh, Vidarian Lowe, Low, their sixth-round pick as an offensive tackle, I think is one of the better guys I've picked in a while at that position. Um, so even guys in the later rounds, Ty Chandler from North Carolina. Um, and I like Andrew Booth. The injury things kicked him out of the first round, but they could be a real value with them. So I think they did pretty well for themselves. And again, these these teams, if they're picking in the early to mid part of the first round, they should do well. Mm-hmm. So the Packers, uh, we all know, we believe their defense got better. We know the other two teams that were trading, which is odd because you don't see a lot of trades within the division between uh, the, the, the Packers and then the Vikings and then the Vikings and the Lions. And the Lions got better. I believe the Lions got better. I think the Lions did fantastic. And keeping Hutchinson in state, getting a project that's going to eventually, you would assume, pay off to them, uh, Jameson Williams for uh, the wide, wide receiver mm-hmm. position. I think Detroit got a lot better. Yeah, I, I think they did, and uh, because it's very possible they got the best offensive and de- defensive player in the draft um, with with Jameson and Ian Hutchinson. It's very possible. So uh, you have to appreciate again they they gave up a franchise quarterback who won and won a Super Bowl. So you better get something out of that pick, um, even if you have to trade other picks to move up. Right? I mean they they're coming out of a pretty dark place um, overall right now. So they did the best that they could. I think Jameson Williams is going to be the best receiver out of this draft in the end. Uh, Josh Pascal, I'm so glad he got picked early and they overlooked, you know, he beat cancer. That was a great pick. I I love that. Mm -hmm. James Mitchell, Virginia Tech. I think they did well for themselves uh, as well, but they have a, they also have a long way to go. So, um, uh, you know, I think playoff tickets are probably a little, um, (laughs) you might be a little early to print premature for them, but, but, uh, (laughs) but they, but they did pretty well for themselves. And uh, you know what's funny about the trading within the division? That happens, but it only happens when they're, when somebody's not getting a quarterback or something like that. And otherwise, teams are willing to take the draft capital from their rivals and say, hey, look, you can have Jameson Williams. We're going to pick multiple starters later on based on that trade. And so they're fine mm-hmm. with that if, it, if it's one of those deals. But you don't want to give somebody, you know, a, a guy that a quarterback that's going to you know lead them to multiple division titles. It's just in the situation. Bill, before I let you go, uh, tell me what you think about the uh, Chicago Bears, the way they've gone about business this off season, and obviously the draft this year. Yeah, um, you know the, the draft was the draft was good. I, I like the players they got. You know, a lot of people are clamoring for more offensive line play for the or picks earlier offensive line picks for them. I think honestly, I I. 
I'm fine with them giving up a first round to get Justin Fields. I thought he was a good pick for them. And I think their offensive line will be better this year in a different scheme and with Fields getting rid of the ball a little quicker and maybe some more guys around him that he can unload the ball more quickly to them so that it's not as much pressure on the line. But they also got some good guys on day three to, to bolster the line. So I think the Bears help themselves quite a bit. And if now with a new coach, um, I, maybe they, they start coming on the way up. Chad Stuff's over at NFL.com. You can read it there. Chad, appreciate it as always, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Yeah, sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks, pal. You can read his stuff uh, on uh, Twitter, at Chad underscore Reuter, R-E-U-T-E-R. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But if you go to NFL.com, he has uh, got a whole, and I just you know kind of pulled it up as I was sitting here reading it. He's got a whole uh, list of picks that he really liked, picks that he didn't like, so if you're uh, if you're interested in seeing what other teams around the NFL did, uh, you can certainly go there and check that out for yourself as well. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you. I was just at New Medical yesterday. I was just there yesterday, saying hi to Doc Tim and everybody. Just there yesterday, and the thing about it is, with the guys from New Mel, they have. I went over there and I started. I, you know, you just get your numbers checked. It takes you maybe five ten minutes. Uh, but the big thing is, is they've got this whole new innovative, the weight loss program that they want to put you on, meal plan that can come with it, vitamin supplements that they can uh, they can give you now. Just when they take a look at your blood and they begin to say, say okay, this is good, that's good, uh, this isn't good, you need to raise your levels here or do something here. There's so many different things they can do. Besides just erectile dysfunction, which, by the way, they're the leaders in. So if you're even thinking that you might have that, you want to go get checked, or you're the partner of somebody who does, and, you know, Go. Go get that checked. They they can do that. They have a 98% success rate, all but telling you you are cured. They can help you out. But everything else, just to make you feel better, to look better, feel more vital, get your energy back, sleep really good at night, which has this, this circular trickle-down effect. If you sleep good, you feel good, you wake up rested and refreshed, you have better mind ability, this brain chemistry. I mean, it's just all this stuff that goes with it. If you don't pick up the phone then I don't know what to tell you. Then you're not helping yourself. You're just sitting there making excuses. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. And guys, here's a little hint. Say the woman in your life is suffering a little bit from the same thing. You can't figure out why the added weight's there. Got a hormone issue, whatever. They now have new fem. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's all in the same building in Milwaukee, but they have locations everywhere. So for one phone number, tell the wife, tell the girlfriend. Okay, give them a call, 414-455-4451. They, too, can get more energy, feel more refreshed, lose a little weight, look a little better, the whole deal. The whole deal, 414-455-4451. That's our friends at New Mel Medical. Give them a shout. Going to go and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.